to the Powers We Podcast. The conversation. Daily sun. Daily sun. All day, every day. If the audience doesn't laugh, then the audience doesn't laugh. You could just be shit. You could just be absolutely trash. South Africans have been convinced that Roman's pizza and Debonair's pizza sells actual pizzas. You know. Uh, comedy is that girl that I've been seeing in the taxi for years. I don't sell drugs. I don't do drugs. Either that or like I'm punching a white dude in his neck. Welcome to another episode with our new name, The Power Is We Podcast. I am your host, The Honeybee, and guys, it's been a minute, but I'm back, and we're going to do this with another jam-packed episode that's going to be so funny and very informative. So guys, yo, I, I guess you know me and my many, many life stories. <laughs> Uh, I lost my voice. Um, if everybody's been following me on Instagram, I officially have an Instagram page. It's B underscore H U N I Honey underscore B. And I have been missing my voice. So I didn't want to do an episode that required a lot of, lot of, lot of talking um, other than my usual talking. Um, so I wanted to, you know, wait till my flu subsided. Kinda it's also a change of season, guys. We're in autumn. It is autumn. I see winter. Get autumn. Autumn, then winter, then spring. So we're in autumn currently and change of season is kinda hectic. It's been quite an eventful couple of weeks. So yeah, but you know how it is, we're back trying to push as many um episodes as possible. So the power is we, guys. That's what we have settled on. Um, the reason for the change of name is because we feel that this resonates a lot with regards to what we're trying to do. So, you know, um, there's no iron team. I have um, people who I worked with, who I currently work with on this podcast. So, you know, they they give me the content and we, we work around it. So it's the same with when we look at Vol as a whole. Um no man is an island so we work so well as a community hello we work so well as a community for some of you who don't remember we shut down Frenaging. we shut down the entrances in and out of the vault for a whole day so when we want to we can you know we can shut it down so i i feel um the power that we have as as a team and as a as a community also resonates very well with what I'm trying to push together, you know, supporting each other and standing next to each other and being there as as people. So, yeah, I guess the power we will grow on everybody, but it's here, it's official, it's official, official. Um, I was getting used to the unofficial, official podcast, but you know what? Change is good, guys. Change is very good. So, speaking of which... Um, we got to sit down with somebody who is a funny man, our very own personal funny man from the vault. And-
and I got to ask him a couple of questions. And um, for some of you who don't know him, he is our out there, our resident comedian. He does a lot of shows in in and outside of the Vol, and he's on television. And he also is a DJ. I've seen him DJ, but I don't think it's something that he does like like a serious, serious kind of thing. But you know what I mean. He still does parts. Guys, I got to speak to Deboho Toa. Boop, boop, boop. As all good stories start, I wanted to know how did it all start? You know, how did it start? I'm Debo Atoa. Comedy is what I'm about. It all started about five years ago. Uh, I was staying in Benoni. I uh, decided to step out to a comedy club. Tried my hand at, you know, the regular open mic stuff where they just let, like, any bum go on stage. and They give you guys a shot. And from there, like, I was really, I was in love, man. I was bitten by the bug, so to say. And, yeah, I've been doing comedy ever since. I grew up watching people like Eddie Murphy, people like Richard Pryor, you know, Mitch Hedberg, uh, all these guys doing amazing, amazing stand-up work. And in general, I've always gravitated towards uh, the comedic arts. You can go as far back as watching uh, the cast of In Living Color doing comedy sketches and yeah that's kind of what made me decide at some point that you know what I have to try this and even if I'm just marginally good at it it's something that I really want to do. So for some of the millennials who don't know In Living Color was uh, a TV show back in the 90s um, that actually starred the likes of the Wayne Brothers and Jim Carrey, and they did skits. Uh, I don't know if people understand what skits are, but I know when I was growing up in primary school and high school, we would do skits at the end of the year that would make fun of the teachers. So they did comedic skits that would also look at, you know, politics and, um, you know, any serious issues that are happening around um, the world, you know. So those are the kind of things that... um, the skits were so hey yo living color was a really 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 dope um tv show back in the days um and it was also very funny so i can understand as to where he's got he got his creative um liking to comedy from um then i wanted to find out from mr toa is you know comedy his main or side chick is it something that he does you know, once every while, or is it something that he does, you know, as a real, like, day-to-day hustle kind of vibe? Comedy is neither my side chick or my main chick. Uh, Comedy is that girl that I've been seeing in the taxi for years, and I've always had a crush on her, but I've never been able to, you know, actually get her into my bed. So I suppose my relationship with comedy is one where I've contracted severe guababalitis at this point. Uh, yeah, I haven't been able to get uh, comedy into any sort of position where I can say she is my side chick or my main chick. It's it's good to hear that it's something that you, you know, you do. Um, and then when you do it, you do it well. 
and it's not something that you know you you rely on completely but i guess at the same time it's a passion and it's a love that you have i asked devo if he writes his own routines and also what if people don't laugh i mean some people find things funny some people don't find things funny so what's it like as a comedian who stands there and you know you tell people you go through this whole routine and some people don't even find it funny Uh, yes, I write my own routines. Um, that's generally the norm. That's generally expected. Everyone is expected to write their own stuff. Uh, but you get to a certain point in comedy where you are expected to put out uh, a lot more work than you could possibly be able to write on your own. And that's when you'd have like a team of writers, a, a group of people helping you put uh, material together. But as it stands, um, I prefer to just you know write my own stuff. If the audience doesn't laugh, then the audience doesn't laugh. Maybe the material just didn't land. Maybe it's the wrong crowd. Uh, maybe it's just not as funny to the audience as it is to you. Doesn't mean you're a bad comedian. Doesn't mean you're not a bad comedian either. Uh, you could you could just be shit. You could just be absolutely trash. Um, but generally, it's a risk that you take whenever you tell jokes. That's a risk that you take. You take the risk that some of them just won't land. Wow. Okay. I mean, I guess when you become, you get to the big leagues. That's when you get like people, you know, writing for you, and you know, you're on the show, on the road all the time doing shows. Um, I then wanted to find out uh, where and where and how does he get his material? Um, and you know, is it like you know, obviously through uh, media, social media, is it through everyday life? You know, those are the kind of things I wanted to find out from him. I get my material from everyday living, from everyday life. Uh, you'd, I suppose, you could label my comedy as being very observational. So, even as a storyteller, I like to tell stories that people can relate to, stories that move people to laugh. Um, when you look at our lives in general. Uh, as South Africans, or as men, as women, as people, as human beings in general, there's a lot of things that happen that happen to all of us that unite us. So that's the kind of stories that I'm trying to tell. I'm trying to make people laugh and realize that we are one. As as much of a, a hippie thing as that might be. So, who are your top five comedians? Top five comedians. Who are my favorite top five comedians? Jesus, that's a hard one. Hey, there's so many people putting out great work. Um, I could easily say that some of my key influences are George Carlin, for one, uh, Mitch Hedberg, as already mentioned, uh, people like Eddie Murphy as well. Uh, locally, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Ronimu Dimola. I'm a big fan of uh, Luiso Matinga. These are guys who consistently put out material that resonates with me. They put out material that I feel. And these are like some of the funniest people on the planet. What are your feelings about the industry in general and in the country overall? The industry in general, I think the comedy industry is growing. Uh, well, it is part of the entertainment industry, and the entertainment industry can be very shady. So you know, you always have to watch your back and see what's up. But there's great many opportunities uh, that are popping off now, especially in comedy. You know, with all these networks looking to pick up uh, comedy series, looking to air specials, like I see roasts are a thing. So I mean, that's growing, and I mean, uh, 
whether you look at comedy locally or internationally comedy is where it's at uh, comedy is the new hot thing so you know we're going to be filtering the nonsense for a while uh, but i think south african comedy in particular is growing in leaps and bounds you know uh, people have got netflix specials out now south african comedians have got netflix specials out now so you know it's a good time to be a south african comedian what do you think is society's perspective of the profession i mean it's something that you know is not your everyday especially coming from the vault this is something that is like completely it's arbitrary if i have to put it that way it's not something that you know um could put food on the table kind of vibe so what do you think the society's perspective of the profession is jesus i would never be so arrogant as to think that i can speak for society in general um i can tell you how society around me views the profession you know people get that it's it's work that it's a career that you can't generally expect a comedian to perform for free although that's still a bit of a challenge as far as what a good rate is to pay for a comedian um but to say i know what society's perception is in general that's a guess i guess we're doing okay i guess people see us and i guess that society is is pretty chuffed with having comedians around otherwise we wouldn't be laughing we'd be crying now wouldn't we so area wise what has been the best scene you performed at the joburg comedy scene is amazing lots of different places that you can go to to explore different types of comedy there's like a million comedy clubs uh, in and around gp right now so i mean the scene is pretty active but i'd say like the best place Uh, to do comedy for me is the Nelson Mandela Theatre in Soweto that place is absolutely electrifying it's absolutely electrifying every time that i've been on that stage i've had goosebumps i felt like i could actually just live on that particular stage so yeah soweto is where it's at all right so something random and arbitrary in one sentence how would you sum up the internet <laughs> How would I sum up the internet in one sentence? Well, that one's easy. More than just Facebook. I feel like everyone thinks that Facebook is the internet. You can actually get other stuff of other sites. You don't need to just live on the Facebook. <laughs> I totally totally agree with you. Facebook is not the internet, guys. Like let's try and keep our information not limited to facebook but i agree with you there they were on that topic so if somebody asked to be your apprentice and um learn all that you know what you do in your field what would you teach them uh, if someone were to ask to be my apprentice what would i teach them i would teach them i would teach them to write everything down make notes of everything just record as much as you can just document absolutely everything at document absolutely everything and you'll find the gold that you generally miss uh, if you go through those recording uh, that and don't skip breakfast just do not skip breakfast whatever you do make sure that you get that first meal in early that's so very true guys don't skip breakfast that's that's the one thing that one shouldn't do do not skip the first meal of the day um so other than recording like you know just documenting everything you do um assuming that's what the boho does as well um if 
he was a newspaper, which publication would he be and why? Daily Sun. Daily Sun. All day, every day. If I were a newspaper, which publication would I be? I would be the Daily Sun. Uh, because I think it's the funniest newspaper in circulation right now. If you read the Daily Sun from a comedy perspective, you, you see that it's, it's full of gold, it's full of absolute comedy gold. Look, um, <laughs> I remember when, I don't know if it's still happy, if they still play it, the Daily Sun um, TV channel on DSTV. Wow. I agree with the fact that the Daily Sun is comedy gold. I mean, the kind of headlines you read when you're driving around and you're like, really? Somebody actually wrote that? But yeah, hilarious, 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 hilarious. And also the fact that, you know, they fo they following shit. Like the amount of people that read the Daily Sun is incredible. Like they do not skip a beat at all. And I guess, you know, for any comedian who's also trying to start, read the newspaper as well. Understand what your target market is because that target market is hectic so hectic but you know what i mean i guess you know each to their own especially when it comes to that kind of stuff because the kind of stuff that's on the daily sun is quite hectic um but yeah um okay so i wanted to ask him a couple of weird and random questions as well so i went in with the first one asking him um, what are some fun ways to answer everyday questions like how's it going and you know uh, those kind of vibes so uh, I always find that if someone asks you how's it going it's always best to tell them about uh, a debilitating illness that you have just start complaining about your knees and your back and your neck your neck your knees and your back uh, that always goes down well and when someone asks you what do you do and you should ask them during office hours or at night that always is a, it's a great conversation starter. People always find that sort of thing intriguing. With regards to toilet paper, does it go over or under? The toilet paper under or over debate has been done to death. I've actually done the research. I've looked at the patents that were put out when a toilet paper and the ring that holds it or the bar that holds it is concerned. This answer is a simple one. It's a simple one. It has to go over. Do your research. Go on that internet that isn't Facebook and you'll see that I am always right. How do you feel about putting pineapple on pizza? No, I think this issue of pineapple on pizza is not the real problem. I think the real problem is that South Africans have been convinced that Roman's pizza and Debonair's pizza sells actual pizzas. You know, if they have to put three of them on top of each other and roll a ration around them and deep fry them, is that even a pizza? So before we can discuss pineapples on pizza, we need to discuss what is real pizza. And if you're still getting your pizza from Debonair's and you're still getting your pizza from Roman's, then, you know, can't really have this discussion. You're not exactly a connoisseur of pizza. So what do you know about whether pineapple should or should not be there? Where is the strangest place you've taken a piss at? Weirdest place I've taken a piss is inside of an airplane. That is the weirdest place. It's a giant metal bird. There's like a hundred other people just a few centimeters away 
from you and you are relieving yourself into a pipe that goes I don't know where is it splashing over you know villages as we are flying across the country I don't I don't know where it goes man that's just weird what is the weirdest thing a guest has done at your house uh, weirdest thing that a guest has done at my house is steal soap someone has stole like a bunch of soap from my house I mean I it's not like something you can report to the police, but Jesus, man, if you need soap, just ask for it. You don't have to steal the soap. It wasn't even fancy soap. It wasn't even like Dove or anything like that. It was just normal soap, soapy soap. And if you're struggling that much that you have to steal soap, then you, you and I need to have a conversation. I can, I can help you out, man. Don't steal soap. What do you think would be the worst thing for government to make illegal? Uh, what do you think would be the worst thing uh, for the government to make illegal? You know what? I really don't care very much about what the government uh, regulates or what the government makes legal or illegal uh, because laws change. And even if it's illegal, people people will do whatever they want, man. So even if the government made pineapples on pizza illegal, I'm sure that you know there'd be people in the dark passages of Hillbro selling pineapple on pizza you know it would still be a thing so yeah what would be the absolute worst name you could give your child any name from the bible any name from the bible is the absolute worst name you could give your child i have like the absolute worst name you could give your child uh, my other name that is not Debo is it's absolutely atrocious i feel like this is a personal question if you were arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family think you were arrested for? Drugs. If I were arrested with no explanation, my friends and family would assume it had something to do with, with drugs. I mean, I don't, I don't sell drugs. I don't do drugs for the most part. Uh, but yeah, that would generally be, be the assumption. Either that or like I'm punching a white dude in his neck. What used to be considered trashy, but now is very classy? Well, th there's a fine line between trashy and classy. You know, it depends on who you're talking to, when you're talking to them. I mean, in my mind, mumble rap is trashy. Uh, but for some people, I'm sure they listen to, you know, the likes of Cardi B and Offset. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is, I don't know, awesome. It's a crazy question. What is the most embarrassing thing you have ever worn? Uh, most embarrassing thing I've ever worn, uh, school jersey, uh, grade six and seven, that my mother knitted me. Yeah, she, she knitted a school jersey. Instead of buying one like a normal parent, she knitted one for me. It's not like we were poor or anything like that. Um, she was just, yeah, yo, this jersey. This jersey was just, yo, and it was itchy, yo. I knew of my, mm, yeah, no, bad memories, bad memories. What's the one thing that everyone looks stupid doing? Everyone looks stupid arguing about soccer teams. It makes absolutely no sense to me why people still argue about which soccer team they support. We all know that Kaiser Chiefs is the only real soccer team.
I'm Tivua Tawa, award-nominated comedian, satirist, um, news guy, do a bit of radio, do a bit of TV, dabble a bit in the kitchen, uh, but for the most part, yeah, comedy is what I'm about. Wow. That's actually pretty deep. <laughs> At least his mom knitted him a nice jersey. Like, she didn't have the stress, and then it gets lost. I mean, like, now he knows that the time she spent with you, it shows how better not be lost. But anyway, thank you so very, very much, Debo, for being a part of, of um, our podcast and for sharing um, some insight of what you do. I mean, comedy is something that people actually don't see as a, a career or um, something that you can actually do for a living. I mean, look at Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah is making big things happen overseas representing South Africa. And I really hope for you, Debo, you will be as big and reach those heights, especially coming from but other than that guys thank you so very much for listening and tuning in to another episode of the power is we guys i'm gonna drill it in your ears the power is we podcast this is us it's official we're doing this um and again i am your host the honeybee Please catch us on social media. Uh, we do have a page on Instagram. Uh, we're about to change the name from the official unofficial podcast onto the Power Is We podcast. And I have an Instagram handle as well. It's B underscore H-U-N-I underscore B. It's B Honey B. Um, I'm obviously, you know, you'll catch me doing the weirdest things. I've, obviously, I like to take a lot of photos. <laughs> I'm an Instagram photographer. So, obviously, we'll drop this podcast on there as well and on our respective pages. That's DVST from The Vol and Signature Media and Productions, guys. But other than that, please stay tuned. We've got another episode that's going to be dropping soon, and this one is going to be so musically inclined. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we have some real diamonds in the rough, guys. Mona. Um, and also, for anybody who also wants to follow Debo uh, Toa, please check out the links and um, follow him on his respective pages on Facebook and Instagram. We'll leave those links on the bio as well for you guys to check out. Again, we're on Instagram, we're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud. Bona, Facebook. Um, <laughs> guys, keep it, keep it chilled. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. I hope this has given you some information. For those who are aspiring to be comedians, guys, go for it. Take that leap of faith. You know, there's so much out there for you guys to do. Um, and yeah, keep it real. I'm Audi. Cheers. We are together, and now we are passing.